Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies. And I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited for this episode. We are doing a very new age, spiritual, woo-woo subject this week. And I thought it was apropos because we are in a really beautiful energetic portal right now. And that is this portal that started on February 2nd, 2022, and will go until February 22nd, 2022. So if you're listening to this on the Sunday that it comes out, then you'll have 10 days, about half the time of being in this amazing portal. And essentially, whenever you see a series of repeated numbers, then those are called angel numbers and they open up a certain type of celestial energy to come in. And the energy of this one with all the twos is especially significant because this is the last time in a very, very long time that we'll have the ability to experience that 222 sequence. It started in the year 2000, right? With February 2nd, 2000, 222, right? (laughs) And then it's been going for the past 20 years where all the numbers in a date are a two. But after this last cycle, we won't have that anymore as February will be over and we will only have two, 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 three next year and two, 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 four, so on, so on. So it's actually really exciting. I feel the shift and that could partially be related or maybe all related to Lunar New Year. We welcomed in the Lunar New Year beginning of this month. And for me personally, it felt so much more meaningful and significant than the calendar new year of January 1st, because it really took me a month to get out of old habits, shake off 2021. So I really looked at January as more of a bridge month to take me into this new year. And it really has felt like this big energetic opening for me where I feel so much more calm and grounded, able to focus, and I'm feeling a lot of stability in my life. So I wonder if you guys are feeling the same way. And if you haven't, or haven't noticed at least that you're feeling any differently during this energetic portal of the 2222, just tune in over the next few days and see if over the next week and a half, by paying attention, you start to notice some shifts in your own energetic feeling. And these shifts might involve changes in relationships. In numerology, the number two is associated with personal dynamics, partnerships, romantic relationships, anything where two people are coming together. So notice if your mindset is shifting or your beliefs about relationships are shifting, or even the dynamics that you have between yourself and another person feel like they're undergoing renovations of some sort. Allow this moment 
this portal to be the opportunity for you to shift some of the patterns or the long-held beliefs that you have about relationships with other people that need some editing. I'm definitely doing that myself right now, and I'll get into that a little bit later in the podcast. To summarize, this is my challenge for you. Can you, over the next 10 days until February 22nd, 2022, can you make the most of this energetic portal by implementing some of the advice that we are going to be sharing in this podcast around how to tap into the signs, symbols, and intuition of your life so that you can find more holistic guidance? So first, let me start off this discussion about tapping into signs, symbols, intuition by saying that I am a very data-driven person. I work as an executive coach. I run my own business. I like looking at research and data, and I like to know logically and practically what is the best decision to make. I have a Capricorn moon. So whenever there's a big choice at hand, I like to organize all the information into a spreadsheet. I've always done this when I've looked at apartments or even when I've been making decisions about relationships. I like to see it all on paper. And so that's why this topic is so near and dear to me because while of course that type of logical, practical problem solving is so valuable, so is this additional body of knowledge that we're exploring today. And that is the irrational. It's the unexplainable. It's the spontaneous and the magical. That in itself, that body carries so much necessary information as well. And we tend to both undervalue and underutilize it because we don't respect it. So first, let me say that it is possible to be someone who holds both, who believes in the logical and the practical, and who also believes in the ethereal world as well. And when you are the type of person who can combine both types of knowledge, then you're actually pretty unstoppable. Okay, so now we will start with intuition. This is about how you can tune into and harness your intuition. What is intuition? Intuition is a type of knowing that is even faster than our rational brain can comprehend. So when you are thinking through a problem, you run through the factors, the variables, and the possible solutions in your mind, but the intuitive processes are lightning fast. They take a fraction of that amount of time. And some people think it comes from parts of the brain that just work faster than your conscious mind can. Other people think that intuition comes from the experiences that you've had in your past lives that you are now remembering, even though you may not be consciously aware of them. And I like to think that we all have an energetic body, an aura that is attracted or unattracted to other items or people's auras as well. So maybe it's all three of those explanations, but regardless, we all can experience intuitive pulls. An intuitive pull is exactly as it sounds. It is a calling that you should pay attention to something. 
It's just like your friend pulling you over to the corner of a room to say, hey, look over here. And the pull isn't going to get you what you need. It's just going to point you in the right direction. And that it is up to you to decide to walk the path of that pull or not. The other day I was interviewing someone for my book and she told this beautiful story about an intuitive pull that she had. She had been a lawyer for 10 years and she just was so burnt out. She wasn't enjoying it anymore. And she became fascinated with Cuba. She couldn't stop thinking about this young Cuban boy named Elian Gonzalez. It was in the news many years ago, maybe about 10 years ago. And she had never been to Cuba, but she just kept seeing symbols about Cuba. And then ultimately one day she was, I think at the library or she was in some public place and the person next to her had a patch on their backpack that said, Cuba is waiting for you. And it was like, she was repeatedly getting hit over the head with go to Cuba, go to Cuba, go to Cuba. She went to Cuba and through this totally spontaneous and coincidental chain of events, she wound up meeting a woman who was dying of ovarian cancer. And through that conversation with this woman, this person who I was speaking to knew exactly what business she wanted to start. And then she got back to the States and she immediately went, quit her job and started this business. That is an example of an intuitive pull. One of my favorite examples of an intuitive pull in my own life is that I actually had met my husband a couple of times before we started dating. We had known each other through this broader community of people who had the same job. And then one day I went to go visit him at his library. He then had a library space in Dumbo. I had been meant to bring two of my coworkers, two people who worked for me, but they both had to cancel for various reasons. So I get to the library. It's just me. We're there. We're listening to music. He has the best music on. We're talking. The conversation is so good. And totally unexplainably, I just started crying. It wasn't a lot of tears. It was just a couple. I felt really embarrassed because I didn't really know this person. It was the first time I'd ever hung out with him for an extended period of time. And I just said, you know, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm crying. I just... The music is so good. The conversation is so good. The books are so good. I think I'm just feeling really overwhelmed. And I see now that it was my soul's recognition of having found him. These tears of relief. Yes, this is the person. My intuition, my soul knew something that I didn't even know yet. We all have these intuitive pulls happen to us and they can be as hugely significant as finding your soulmate or knowing the company that you're going to start, but they can also be related to smaller things in our lives as well. Recently, I was interviewing someone else for my book and she made the very offhanded comment that she was really into this thing called the gene keys. And I had never heard of it. I said, what's the gene keys? She said, oh, it's kind of a combination of astrology and the I Ching. And I just thought, oh, that's interesting. Didn't think too much about it. And the next day I went to the bookstore because I wanted to pick up a whole 30 cooking book. I've been eating really clean since January 1st and I've been running out of things to cook. 
So I'm running around the bookstore trying to find this cookbook just in five, 10 minutes. And on my way to the cookbook section, I pass through the new age spirituality shelf. And I swear the shelf only had like 10 books on it because we're in a place in Canada where it's probably not the most popular section. And one of those books right at eye level was the Gene Keys. So I bought it immediately and I spent that whole weekend reading it. And it was just so insightful. And so pay attention to all the intuitive pulls that you're getting. It might be as simple as a pull to not go out to that party that you said you were going to, or it could be more complicated, like knowing that you need to have a really firm talk with your best friend about the way she's been treating you. Regardless, the important thing to note is that when intuitive pulls happen, don't doubt yourself. Not everything has to be rationalized with data and reason. Some things can be true simply because your intuition tells you that it is so. Over the next 10 days, I want you to let your intuition roam free. Forget about the data, or at least don't put so much value on it. Don't press yourself to have logic or reasoning for why you want to do X, Y, and Z. When you feel that pull, that immediately go running in that direction. And that's really important too, because these pulls only get you 5% of the way there. It is then up to you to put your shoes on, get dressed and walk down that path. Can you remember some moments in the past when you haven't quite known why, but your intuition just told you that something was so? Can you recall decisions that you made out of a gut feeling without being able to explain it? See if you can remember some of these moments because we all experience them and they're happening all the time. It's just that most of the time we don't trust that these intuitive pulls are real. Okay, so next we are going to talk about signs, signs from the universe. The difference between an intuitive pull and a sign is that a sign exists outside of our own self, whereas an intuitive pull generally tends to come from within. It's like a knowing of, yes, I need to do this, or no, that's not right for me, or I can't explain it, but I just don't trust that person. All of those are perceptions and actions that are originating from your soul, from within. Whereas signs are things that you spot in the external world. Actually, the story I told about the gene keys, that's kind of a combination of a sign as well as an intuitive pull of me knowing like this is something I need to study and that I feel really called to learn about. But signs are things that can be seen and exist in a real tangible way. So I started believing in signs from a very young age because it was normalized in my family. And my favorite story, (laughs) this is such a good one, is my grandfather wanted to get remarried after my grandmother passed away. And he wanted to remarry someone who was much younger than he was, who all of his kids, so my mom and my uncles, my aunts, did not approve of. So before he married her, he had all of his kids over to the house and they had a discussion. And then he said, 
my dear belated wife, if you can hear me out there, if you do not approve of me marrying this new woman, give me a sign. And then literally within 30 seconds, the chandelier fell down from the ceiling and then it stopped from crashing barely by like two inches of wire. No one had been touching the chandelier. (laughs) No one had interfered with it. There wasn't an earthquake. There was nothing happening. And my grandfather, bless his heart, he just said, well, I don't really think that's a sign. That's not really a sign. And he married her anyway. But anyway, I grew up with this lore in my family and I've always believed in signs and they've always really pulled through for me. My favorite example recently is Dev and I, my husband, we have been together for almost four years now. It is a great relationship. It's a very, very beautiful relationship, but just like any relationship, we are two very different people trying to navigate and figure out how to create a life together. And we are both very strong-willed. He's an Aries and I am an Aquarius. And so we're both stubborn and opinionated and very independent. So we can definitely have our disagreements and it can be hard for either of us to change our minds. And we went to Europe and the whole plane ride there, we had a pretty big disagreement and we weren't on great terms and we hadn't really been having a good time for a few days. One morning we woke up and we were really jet lagged. It's like six or seven o'clock in the morning. So we decided to just start our day. And I was sort of thinking, oh man, why are we fighting so much? This feels so hard. And we were standing at a corner after breakfast and there was literally no one on the street. And this bicyclist bikes by us in a flash and he passes us and he says, c'est une bonne amour. Basically, that's a good love. (laughs) Translates to that's a good love. And we just looked at each other and we're like, yeah, this is a good love. You know, we're going through a rough patch right now, but this is a good love. Similarly, around the same time, I was experiencing a lot of stress when I was selling my book and I was having all these meetings with editors and, you know, just waiting for the auction to happen and completely nerve wracking because things were moving a little more slowly than I wanted. It was mercury retrograde and just, I was just annoyed at everything And I kept slipping into a fear state of wondering, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? And then the first day that I sent my book proposal out to agents, I found a dollar on the sidewalk. And I was like, wow, this is cool. I haven't found money on the street in a long time. And then right before my auction, I was walking down the street. And this is just a couple weeks after finding a dollar I found a hundred dollars on the street. The street was filled with twenties. And this woman who was walking by next to me, she said, this is crazy. I was like, yeah. And so we both just started picking up twenties furiously off the street. This has never happened to me in New York city before. I feel badly for whoever left their money. But to me, it felt like a sign, a real encouragement that I didn't have to be afraid And I didn't have to fear because I was on the right track. So some ways that you might see these signs are in angel numbers. So we discussed that in the beginning, but any repetition of numbers like seeing 111 or 444, 
777. Take note of those. And you may see it on house signs or license plates on clocks, you know, emails that are sent to you at a certain time, timestamps on your music when you check down to look at it. And if you're seeing a lot of these numbers happening in a short period of time, this is the universe's way of encouraging you forward. I don't see those numbers all the time, but I do see them a lot clustered in moments when there's something that is shifting within me, or there's something that is really challenging. And I feel like it's support from beyond, support from my ancestors, support from the universe, but pay attention to those. And it's always fun to learn a little bit more about numerology and and learn what each number represents. So, you know, if you're seeing a lot of twos, you know, it's about relationships. You're seeing a lot of nines. It's about harmony. You're seeing a lot of ones. It's about new beginnings, new experiences. You can always Google that just to know the numbers in numerology. Um, You can also ask for signs. So you might say, if this is the right thing for me, then show me a red convertible, whatever it might be. But choosing something that isn't too common, obviously, and something that has some meaning to you, some symbolic meaning. For me, I always ask to be shown Vietnamese restaurants, especially when I'm in different cities, because I really feel like my grandparents are my guides. They are here with me, even though they've passed on. So try that out over the next 10 days, pay attention, see what is uncommon or strange or out of the ordinary to your day-to-day life. And just take note because generally if it feels like it's attention getting, it's meant to be that way so that you can concentrate and focus on whatever it is that demands that attention. Okay, now let's talk about symbols and dreaming. I love going to sleep at night and it's because my dreams are always so wild and so vivid and I've talked about dreams a lot on this podcast, but you know what? I love dreams. It is just who I am. And I've said this many times, but my favorite book about dreams is called Conscious Dreaming by Robert Moss. I love it so much. And what's so wild and amazing about dreams is that everything is not what it seems. In our day-to-day world, generally what you see is what you get, but in dreams, everything is a symbol. If you dream about your best friend, it's not actually your best friend you're dreaming about. It's what she symbolizes. If you dream about the ocean, you're dreaming about feelings because water symbolizes emotion. If you dream about being in a building, you're actually dreaming about your inner world and your mind. Recently, I have been dreaming a lot about a couple of my exes. And in these dreams, my exes die. (laughs) Actually, in one of them, um, my ex-husband dies. And then another one, he goes to jail for a long time. And none of them are vindictive, like, ooh, I wanted this person to die or go to jail. They're more just like, I'm watching something unfold or I haven't been a part of it. And then I'm just learning about it. My dream I had last night, I found out that two of my ex-boyfriends passed away. One of them I think was through suicide and the other one had a drug overdose. 
and I'm in this dream just trying to piece it all together. Like there are whole parts of both these people's lives that I haven't been a part of for many, many years. And the case of my ex-husband, I haven't spoken to him since 2015, since seven years. In this dream, I'm learning all about what has transpired in that past seven years that I haven't been in his life. I'm seeing him more clearly as a person outside of my relationship with him. And he's also no longer here in the world. And for me, these dreams have represented the ending of some patterns that I have in relationships. I have this very strong pattern where I believe that I'm always going to be disappointed and that I'm always alone. And that is the same pattern I experienced with a lot of the relationships that I chose, where there were people who I was with for very long periods of time who were unwilling to change anything about who they were or how they behaved to benefit me. Or they would say that they were going to, but at the end of the day, it was all lip service and they'd inevitably disappoint me. And something that's been really beautiful, very special about my relationship now is that Dev is so open to learning and hungry for growth. And my dreams have just symbolized to me that yes, everything is moving in the right direction and that this is indeed very different from the types of relationships that I had before. Having that dream felt like a huge weight was being lifted off of my shoulders and it gave me permission to acknowledge and to be proud of the fact that this time things truly are different. So that's the big shift that's happening for me now that we're in this 222 portal. What is coming up for you? I invite you to ask for guidance over these next 10 days. So before you go to sleep at night, then set your intention about what you want guidance for. You might say, oh, tonight, give me a dream that has symbolic meaning for what I'm experiencing in my career right now, or give me a dream that will shed some light on this question I have about this relationship, and then look for signs in your waking life. And the best way to do that is to just get really still and really quiet. Signs can only come through when there's space for them to come in and when it's quiet enough for them to actually be heard. So make sure that you're doing a lot of walking, movement, quiet time. And by quiet time, I mean, don't listen to a podcast. Don't listen to music. Just let the stillness speak to you. Let whatever messages need to come through over these next 10 days, it'll be so, so important for you to carve out long periods of time where you're not doing anything because that is where the change happens. When we're go, 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 busy, 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 none of these signs, symbols, or intuitive pulls can get through to us. So slow down. Take this next week and a half to live at a pace that feels comfortable and sustainable for you. Go slower than you think you need to. Have less on your plate than feels comfortable. I think many of us feel most comfortable when we are busy because it helps us feel important. It helps us feel like we're meaningful to this world. 
And I want you to really push yourself to be in that discomfort of having more free time than you normally do during this portal. Because if you just dedicate this time, you will have so many insights and so much clarity that will get you so much further than if you are working, 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 working during this portal. These insights, these symbols, these signs, they are shortcuts to knowledge. It's like being teleported into revelations. So know that even in this downtime that you're giving to yourself, you are being productive. You are allowing the time and the space for the universe and for your intuition to speak to you. That is the podcast for this week. Please, please, please subscribe and especially please rate and review the podcast. It makes a huge difference. I know you guys are sharing on Instagram a lot and I'm so happy to see that because the listener numbers are just going up and up and up. I am going to be doing my very, very best to be on a schedule and post an episode every Sunday sometime in the morning. So you'll have it to listen to during the Sunday scaries in the evening. And as we always say, I'm going to close with a reminder for you to love yourself this week, to listen to yourself and to say yes to life so that life can say yes to you. Thanks guys.